but this is the kingdom way. And uh, Happy New Year. We've stepped over into 2022 or 5782. And if you're here listening to me, God blessed you to be able to stay alive and to be here in 2022. So what are you going to do with this gift that he has given you? He has given you a gift to be alive. So there must still be purpose in you. There must be destiny in you. There must be a reason in you. And I want to explore some of that. Uh, Father, I thank you and I praise you that you, Holy Spirit, speak through my lips, that you speak into my heart, you speak to me, you speak through me. I thank you that every person that is within the sound of my voice or watching this program, I thank you that they will get something, that they will have one thing that they will be able to follow through with in this year. And they will see themselves as a part of the pattern son that you have us to be in Jesus name. Amen. So let's get started. We're going to talk about the book of Revelation and we're going to talk about the I am and the I am not. We're going to talk about works and uh, works, works and grace and his mercy. So one of the things that I noticed in Revelation, in the book of Revelation, all of the different churches that he was talking to when he was, uh, it was interesting. He says, write to the celestial uh, shepherd messenger of the Ecclesia of, of uh, Ephesians, the one who holds the seven stars in his hand. And then he starts to talk about another church. And what he does is he says, write to the, uh, write the following to the messenger of the church in Smyrna. Tell them that the one who is the origin and conclusion of all things who died and was restored. Each church, each person, each entity has a different part of God, has a different part of the spirit of God that will speak to you. I'm talking about, you know, I wrote a book, oh, many, many years ago. Uh, it was actually in the 80s. And I'm restoring it, and it'll be out sometime next month or the following month. But at any rate, it's called the spirit of the fear of the Lord. You know, we talk about the fear of the Lord. I speak to someone, and they say, oh, I already know that, I'm already living that. I'm already doing all of those things. But I'm talking about the specifics of the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit says to me, he says, the spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, the only one, the only one, the fear of the owner of it all, of the Lord, will identify, will open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to his function, to his distinct personality in this in this area the spirit of the fear of the lord we walk and we do many things but we have not walked in the fullness of being the i am tree be uh many people are living like i am not this is a tree this is the tree in the garden remember when the serpent came to eve what he did, he made her and evidently her husband, he made them look at it to seem as if they were not. I am not. I'm missing something. If you're in the kingdom of God, if the spirit of God, if the spirit of the fear of the awe of the trust of God is in you, you are missing nothing. No thing are you missing. You are a part of the I am. Let me read something to you. God, 
okay, our God, our King, our Lord is absolutely honest. You can agree, disagree, because he let you down or you let yourself down or you had something that you had commanded that he did and he didn't do it. So you can agree or disagree with that. Or you can even question it. How can you know for a definite? But this is one thing. He does not change. It changes nothing as to how it is that you see it other than you. You become less than enough. You become not more than enough, which he says that you are. You become deficient. You become so that you are so needy uh, of, of things around you, things that happen around you, that you never succeed and complete what it is that he has for you. Okay, the truth is that God is an autocratic ruler with a theocratic kingdom. God does not care. God says, this is the way it is. The earth is mine and everything in it. Everyone belongs to me. I have a plan for you. Part of my plan is some of the junk that you'll have to go through. And as you go through it, you'll get rid of the things that are necessary for you to get rid of so that you can be slim and trim in your fight so that you are strong, so that you have exercised the faith of God that's on the inside of you, so that you have trusted him, so that you have allowed the spirit of the awe, the spirit of the trust, the spirit spirit of the autocrat, the spirit of the, the, uh, the Theo, the spirit of God Almighty, the spirit of the King, the Holy Spirit that is on the inside of you to operate in you in a manner that is so distinct from every other, every other manner so that he can manifest his personage, his presence, his, uh, uh, demonstration. He can operate in that. This is a different dimension. It's a different level. It's a, it's mainly a different dimension. I'm not going to talk about all these levels things. He wants to reveal this part of himself to you. Why is this important now? Because there are so many things that are going on in our environment. There are so many things that are going on that we're going to have to need that trust. That word fear of the Lord also means trust of the Lord also means dependency upon the Lord also means walking in a place in the spirit where he says very few have ever walked it's total it, it's it's, it's total immersion in the spirit of the Lord. It's total uh, allowing that spirit to operate in us in ways that he has never done it before. Why? Because we maintain, uh, wanted to maintain control. It's trusting him to the place that we say, God, I, 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 I don't understand anything that's going on. And you know what? I don't have to understand. But you said in your word, with all of my getting to get understanding, I I have the understanding that the spirit of the fear, of the awe, of the knowing of who you are and who I am in you and who you are in me is directing this path. I know that your function, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, I know that your function in me is bringing out, is, is working in, is bringing out everything so that I know that I am 
I am everything that God says that I am, that I am one with him, that we walk like we walk, that we do what we walk, that what we do. When Jesus died and he, he hung, when he hung on the cross, he was buried and then he went to heaven. He did not leave the earth. I'm still here. The spirit of Jesus, the spirit of God, the, the spirit of the awe, the, the, the holiness, the mightiness of God is still here. Jesus is still on the planet, on the planet. And there's a part in you, there's a part in me, there's a piece in us that says that here it is, that he wants to manifest things in and through us. But until we start to walk in this total trust, until we start to believe, until we start to recognize that the only way to do this is in the awe of God. Many times and what's happened to us is we have been so common with God. Oh, he's my buddy. Oh yeah, we hang out together and we do this and we do that. And there is no power, little power in your life, little authority in your life. You have all of these great words, all of these great things that you can talk about, but where is the proof? Where is the proof? And I mean the proof that he wants to manifest. Where are the people coming to him in droves. Where are the people being uh, 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 being discipled? Where are we walking these hard roads and letting people know as we go through things? You know, I was just watching something about Paul and on the different Roman roads and on the different roads and things that that uh, uh, that he walked on and and many of the different things that he did. You know, the reason that he he told John Mark, uh, he and Barnabas had their fight and all of this uh, was because John Mark saw that uh, the, the, these roads and these places that he had to go when Paul was going to go and minister to these people. Here it was, all of these, all of this thing was too rough. It was too tough. It was something that he counted the cost and he said, I don't want to pay. It. And this is what's going on in our society right now. And I'm talking about our kingdom society. I'm talking about our Christian society. I'm talking about those that say that they believe in the, in the Lord. I am not. We walk from that I am not tree, that tree, uh, but there is a tree of life that says everything I need, everything I am, everything I desire, everything, because my desires are his desires and his desires are my desires because I have his mind. And because I have the mind of Messiah, because I have the mind of Christ, because I walk as Jesus in the earth, then I know what his name, it, what his name means, his name name. We need to really uh, allow the spirit, allow the spirit of the fear of the Lord, allow the spirit of God to reveal to, to us uh, that when we speak that name, that is not a tag on thing. It's not an end of a prayer, but there is really reality in that name. And that name has that power. And we need to start to use that. And as we do, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the personage of him will manifest himself. And, and, and we will walk. It's, it's, it's almost like the spirit of the Lord is a two edged sword. 
it ministers and it cuts us in, in the areas that we need to be cut in so that he can pull those things out of us. But on that other side, it makes the adversary, it makes those demonic things fear. They will not come near that. Why is that? Because they see the blood, because they see the power, because they see the authority, because they see someone that knows who they are. And then uh, uh, we are those people that if we eat any deadly thing, that no harm will come near us, that this virus and that virus and that pandemic and that thing, all of these different demonic things that come at us will not be able to touch us. Uh, I, I, I got sick. I don't know with what it was. My lungs, um, my lungs started to collapse and I had infections in my lungs and all of that. And while I was there, I had a near death uh, experience. Actually, I was I was leaving my body and God brought me back into my body and he saved me for this. But the thing of it is, is this. I had not realized, I had not realized, I mean, if I would have died, I would have been with him, but I had not realized that he, when he said, absent from the body, I don't want you to look at what it is that's going on in the way that you are looking at it. I want you to look at these things and recognize that you're seeing these things because you have the power, you have the authority, you have the ability, you have the commanded, that you are the I am, that the I am is on the inside of you and you're seeing it so that you can do something about it. He doesn't show us things. He doesn't allow us to see things so that we can complain about it so that we can talk about how bad things are. He says, you don't even know your capacity. And so we are this year, this day, this time, you're going to find your capacity and in the capacity that God has in you. You know, everything about you is unique. Stop looking at anybody else. Your nose print is, is unique. Your ear prints are unique. Your eyes, your lips, your hands, your feet, your, the, the, the ridges, everything is unique. They are uh, sciences finding out that all of these different parts of us is unique. There is a unique as fingerprints. My God, my God, no two people have the same ear print. No two people have the same nose print. No two people, you can't even see all them ridges that are in your nose. No two people have exactly the same eyes. He made you so that you could represent, you and I could represent him in the earth, the part of him that he has made, especially for you, especially for you to manifest in the earth. His, his body is not complete without you. The part of you that you're supposed to release, nobody else can release that. So if you... Uh, uh, are lazy. And if you just decide that I, I'm not like this person, I'm not like that person, I'm not like the other person, praise God, you're a part of the puzzle. You are a part of him. Here is the pattern, son. You are a part of this pattern. And in this pattern, you must release what's in you. Otherwise, why are you here? You're done here. It's not about the clothes. It's not about the husband. It's not about the wife. It's not about the children. It's not about any of those things. Firstly, what it's about is him first and his being able to manifest who it is that you are. Then, then 
then you can be the parent. You can be the wife. You can be the husband. You can be all of those things with the quality, with the distinction of who God has made you to be. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that. His rule, he rules with absolute power. Now, listen to this. He says, my name is the name that is above everything. And I rule with absolute power. So I give you my name to speak in the earth. I give you my name to use. I give you my name. I put my name on the inside of you so you can rule in the area that he has given you with his absolute power. See, that's too hard for some people to believe, but I'm going there, baby. And anybody that wants to go along with me with their part of it, come on, because this road is that narrow road. I don't think that this is right. I don't, I don't give a rip what you think. God doesn't either. He does not care what you think unless you think what he thinks. So he rules with absolute power and the spirit, the spirit of the fear of the Lord will show you, will reveal to you how to move, how to act, how to react with absolute power, with absolute ability, with absolute trust, with absolute God, because it's him doing the work. Remember when Jesus was here on the earth? He says, it's not me that does the work. It's my father in me that does the work. It's him in me that does the work. It's him in me that's the absolute power. But if you don't come in awe, if you don't recognize, if you don't trust him in this, in this dimension that he wants us to trust him in, where is the manifestation? It will not come. There will not be no half but manifestations. There will not be no half behind uh, 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 situations where he's going to work all this partially stuff. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, saints of God. It is time that we manifest the Jesus that is on the inside of us so that he can be seen out. Uh, in his absolute authority and he rules without weakness. God is not weak at all. And it's time that we, his body, stop walking around weak and wimpy and crying at everything. I have never seen so many weak and wimpy men in my life. I mean, women are bad enough, but I have never seen so many men that you say something to them, they cry. They get their little feelings hurt and all that stuff. How are you going to get in the this fight. Brothers, come on. I meant, you know, oh, I was offended. You were offended because you chose to be offended. You chose not to walk as he said to walk. You chose to take your look behind and walk like uh, 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 some kind of sissy. That is not what God has called apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, and saints of God. That is not what he called the kingdom of God to do. If that hurts your feelings, go talk to God. It ain't my problem, okay? Uh, he's... <laughs> <laughs> he gives us the choice to obey. So either you're going to obey God or we're going to obey the adversary. You say, well, it's just my mind. No, you only have one or two choices. There's no middle ground here. Okay. And, and, and I think it's funny. I mean, we have to learn to laugh at ourselves. We have to learn and, and, and allow him to show us somebody hurt me 20 years ago. One of my daddies, one of my mamas, one of these people in the church, they hurt me. And so I can't trust. You know, it's difficult. And here it is. We're acting like that. 
when we're speaking those things, you know, I can't come in. I can't, I can't intermingle with all of these people because they might hurt me. Heck to the yeah, you gonna get hurt. Love gets hurt, but love rebounds. Have, don't you think that we have hurt God? Don't you think that we have offended the spirit of God? Don't you think that we have done all of this? And then we get, oh my gosh, they did this to me. They said this about me. They wrote this in, in, in my book. They wrote this here. They did this here. And it's because you're still looking at that I am not tree. I am not good enough. I am not. And you forgot that the I am tree is on the inside of you. That's the tree that you need to be, uh, uh, that you need to be affected by. That's the tree that the only tree that we need to be affected by. I am all that he has said I am. I am the temple of the spirit of the living God. He lives in me. I am Jesus walking in the earth. Why is that? I'm his feet. I'm his hands. I'm his eyes. He is. I have his mind. I do not have Baker's mind anymore. I do not have that. I refuse that. And I have to refuse it all through the day because I guarantee you Baker's mind tries to take over a whole lot of stuff. I don't know where she got it from. Probably got from her parents or somewhere or whatever is that carnal mind of Baker will try and do all of these things, make excuses for stuff. But I have to tell her, girl, if you don't get your act together, I'm going to snatch a knot. Well, I'm not going to tell you why I'm going to snatch the knot, but I have to do, I have to do mirror therapy. I have to talk to myself. I have to let myself know that you're here for a purpose. Your life was saved for a purpose. If you made it into 2022, then your life was spared for a purpose. If you have gone through anything, your life was spared for this purpose, for this time. So let's get busy doing what the spirit of the fear of the Lord wants. We have not walked in the awe of God, which means that we have not allowed him to reveal the capacity that he wants to reveal in us. We have not allowed him to have that distinctive, that distinctive odor, that distinctive smell, that distinctive perfume, that distinctive crushing, that distinctiveness in us. We have wanted to walk around as little green, as little green, uh, 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 little green uh, uh, cherries or little green grapes or whatever it is. We want to pretend like we're mature, but we're not because when we get corrected, oh my God, that offends me. Your tone changes. Everything changes. That ought not to be so. That ought not to be so. It's because you want to stay in the place that you were and your pride and your arrogance will not allow the spirit of the fear of the Lord to clean that mess out. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. Uh, he gives us a choice to obey or disobey, but his word stands whether we obey or whether we don't, his word stands. His word is real. His word is true. His word is his word. He is not going to back off. Oh, Baker don't like what it is that I said. Maybe I need to say it in a softer way. Maybe I need to say it in this way. Maybe I need to say it that way. No, maybe she needs to get her rusty behind and realize something. You let the oil, let the oil of God, let the oil of the spirit of God, let it smooth out those rough places. Let it deals with that ash. Let it deal with whatever it is that it has to deal with. But 
to allow him to manifest his goodness, to manifest his, his glory, to manifest himself, to manifest his absolute power, to manifest his absolute authority. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And it's time for us to walk like that. He cannot lie. He simply cannot lie. He is the only person and he is that person that's on the inside of me who says exactly what he means and means exactly what he says without exception. Without exception, this is what he does. He has no excuse and no compromise. And that's who lives on the inside of you. If you are born from above, if you are a citizen of the kingdom of God, that's who lives on the inside of you. And, and here's what it is. Here's what he told Adam. Because you listened to anyone uh, you listen to your wife, you listen to your husband, you listen to your cousin, you listen to, to some preacher that don't know squat, you listen to whoever it is. When I have told you what to do, you will be in a place that you're going to do uh, uh, you're going to work hard. You're going to work hard for the money and it never will treat you right. He says this in Genesis 3.17. He talks about this. This is what he told Adam. He says, because you listened to your wife who listened to the serpent, he was saying, because you listened to the serpent and your wife, because you listened to anything or anybody that uh, 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 but me, then this is what it is that you're going to do. I'm not doing it to you. I'm doing what I'm doing in you, with you, to you, locking you out, all of that, because I love you. I want you to be able to be with me in eternity. I want eternity. You see, one of the things of it is, is this. Uh, let's see. Okay, I got a few more minutes. Okay, <laughs> here it is. God, God is, is uh, we've made excuses. People have made excuses for, they get offended because somebody talks about the color. You get offended because somebody talks about the nationality. You get offended because somebody talks about your uh, uh, education or lack of it. You get offended because of all of these things. Somebody didn't like my sermon. A lot of people don't like what I say. Do you think I'm gonna read all them comments and let them think and let and what what they think about what I say, whether it's good or bad? It all goes to him. God, they got a problem with what you had come out of my mouth. God, they got a problem with you. God, they were excited about what you did. You see, I'm not taking any ownership for any of it. It's the one that lives on the inside of me. It all goes to him, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's whatever it is, it all goes to him. But we have to be cautious as to what it is that we are following. If I'm following my emotions, if I'm following my feelings, if I'm following those things, he does not. He can't operate in absolute authority. That's why he told us. He says, I want you to trust me, baby girl, baby boy, whatever. I want you to trust me with all of your life. Trust me with all of your heart and stop leaning to your own foolish uh, 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 poquito understanding. But in all of your ways, you need to acknowledge that I am who I said I am and I'm going to direct you. And some of the times that I direct you, you're going in places that you did not want to go, but that's okay because I got a plan for you and my plan is good. And the plan of this program is my, my time is just about out. 
So I'm going to be back next week. Uh, telling it like it really is the kingdom way. And if you desire to give into this ministry, remember our website is on the screen, www.mteminc.org. This is Dr. Baker J. Baker signing off for the first time in 2022. I love you. Bye-bye. <clears throat> and today we're going to continue on with what we talked about last week. And last week we talked about the spirit of the fear of the Lord and uh, one of the things that we, one of the things that we did was we set a foundation. We set some, uh, we just kind of made it so that you would understand what it is that God has for you, how it is that he wants to work in you, how powerful God is, which means how powerful you are. You know, um, I, uh, I, I mentioned the fact that I had written a book and I'm going through this, this book again. I was talking to one of my apostle sons this morning and this book was written in the 80s and it was actually published in 1992. And he says, he started to laugh because he knew how long it took me to accept the uh, position of the apostle. I wanted to make sure that this is really what God had for me. And he sent a prophet from Beverly Watkins from South Africa and let me know that if I didn't accept it and if I didn't step into it, that I was going to die. So evidently that's really what he wanted for me. So, you know, I said, okay, let's do this because I am not ready to die. Well, one of the things that he talked a lot about is uh, one of the things that we need to cease talking so much about but until we uh, allow the spirit of the fear of the Lord, until we allow the spirit of God, until we allow the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit to heal uh, that part of our humanity, we're going to continue. We're going to continue to look at ourselves as less than when he has us and, and he has a uh, 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 positioned us to be more than conquerors, not just more than, I mean, more than able to get through and to get over things, more than anything that we can imagine or think. He has us of the I am tree, not of the I am not tree. I was reading in one of the translations when it came to, um, let me read this to you. This is in Revelation. He says, uh, you will have no need to fear anything that you might suffer at any time. Know that this outcast system is about to cast some of you out of your comfort zones of fellowship into a place of confinement and imprisonment where you will be examined and severely, severely uh, pressurized for a period of 10 days. I desire, now this is not talking to us or whatever it is, but I'm going to take a parallel out of this, okay? I desire for you to be fully persuaded, even in the face of death and crowned like a champion uh, athlete <clears throat> with uh, my victory over death, with his victory over death. It means for us, but it's not written to us. OK. And um, since God is of no respect to a person, since he is the same yesterday, today and forever, I'm looking at his principles. I'm looking at his precepts. I'm looking at what it is that he's saying uh, uh, to me. I'm looking at the pressure that's coming. I'm looking at the things that people say I must do. I'm looking at the things that people say I must not do. I'm looking at the things that I feel like I want to do and I, and I don't. You know, it's really interesting. I was on, um, oh my God, I was on this sugar thing. I sat up one night 
and um, ate half a box of candied mints. These mints were so good. I'm not going to tell you where I got them from because then you might go and do the same thing. I don't want to do that to you. But I sat up and did that. And then I ate cookies. And then I ate sugar this. And I I, I mean, I bought all of these things. My grandmother, I mean, my granddaughter said, Grandmother, you are really in this sugar thing right now. You have bought everything that you could that has to have with sugar. I did that. And I came to a place the other night on Saturday night that says, okay, th that's the end of that. I cannot do this another day. And so that particular Sunday, uh, the, the, uh, the first or the second, actually, I went on a three-day fast. And uh, in, during that three-day fast, uh, uh, some things started to happen to me. And one of the things that started to happen, I started to see things more clearly. And I recognized something that not only do I have to do this, I mean, it was actually for a cleanse, but it started to cleanse my mind. And being a doctor, uh, uh, and had been a nurse, I understand how certain things need to be cleansed out. I needed to be cleansed out. I needed a colonic. Uh, uh, I, I needed more than a colonic. I needed for my whole life, my whole body, my whole, uh, my emotional side, my, my, uh, my weaknesses. I needed for all of those things to be flushed. I went through last week and I was telling you all of these things so that we could get to this. And I'm taking my time a little bit. I'll get faster as we go. You know how I get revved up and, and, and I'll get there. OK, but I have to be willing to uh, tell everything in me to tell whatever it is, to tell whatever is wrong, whatever that does not line up with the kingdom of God, whatever does not line up with the spirit of the fear of the Lord, whatever does not line up with what it is that he has said for me, I have to be willing to die to that. If it caused me my physical life, I have to be willing to die. He was, that's a part in my taking up my cross and following him. He says this, I desire for you to be fully persuaded, even in the face of death, and be crowned like a champion. I read this before, but I'm reading it again. Like a champion athlete with my victory, with his victory over death. He has already overcome it. So the overcomer is in me. So that means I have already overcame. When I was in the hospital and they were betting on whether I'd live or, or die or whatever it was, I kept my eyes focused on him. Why did I keep my eyes focused on him? To be absent from the body, to be absent from what's going on in the body to be absent from the pain of the body, which means I could not focus on the pain. I could not focus on, 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 on the breathing. I could not focus on the fact that my lungs had collapsed. I could not, I could not function. Uh, I mean, focus on, 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 on what it was that, that others were saying. I couldn't focus on anything. I had to be absent from the body. I had to be absent from the diagnoses. I had to be absent from all of the things that it was saying so that I could be present with the spirit of God because he was leading, guiding, and directing me in all truth. 
I couldn't pray loud. I couldn't do many of those things. My, 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 my voice, my body, it would not allow that. But I did do those things. And do you think, do you realize how hard it is to breathe when, and to put air in lungs when they, when, when, when they're not wanting to work, when they've been collapsed, how it is to do that? See, here is what it is. I had to decide, do you want to, do you want to complete your job or do you want to give up? Which one do you want to do? And I decided that I would fight for the death of these feelings and go ahead and do whatever it was with this carnal body, with this natural body, with this physical body that had to be done so that the spirit of the Lord could, could complete what it is that he has in me, what it is that he was to do. When I have done my work, just as Paul said, when I have completed my work, when I have done all of that, it's okay because there lays a crown for me. It's okay for me to leave this body, but it's not okay for me. It's not okay for you. It's not okay for us just to give up and decide, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Gird up the loins of your mind. Gird it up and, and, and exchange it for his mind because his mind says, no matter how difficult it is. I am willing to go through it. I can go through it. And the Bible tells us that we can do all these things through Christ, who is the strengthener of her, uh, uh, of us. He says, I will personally crown you with life. He says this, he says the, uh, the, uh, diabolus, uh, 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 means to cast down. I will keep you from being cast down. I don't want you cast down, your soul cast down. That's why I gave you a mouth. That's why I gave you my word. I gave you my word and I gave you a mouth to speak these things to yourself, to speak what I say, to speak it, to speak it, to speak it. And as you speak it, then that faith comes. The faith of God starts to rise up in you. And then you start to believe. Why is that? Because God is absolutely honest. Ha ha! Woo! God is absolutely truthful. God is absolutely, he is an autocrat. He is, a, 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 he rules, a, a, he's a ruler. He rules with his theocracy. He rules his kingdom because God is absolute he is absolute power he is absolute authority he is absolute all those things that i was telling you last week and he lives on the inside of me he lives on the inside of you so this is what i have to look at i don't have the ability my weakness is made strong when i start to remember who it is that lives on the inside of me this is the spirit of the awe of God. This is the spirit of the power of God, the fear of God, the adversary, everything out there. It's scared of him. It is afraid of him, but I am not afraid of him because why? Because he lives in me and he says that I am an instrument that he wants to use. And as I submit myself unto him and I resist all of those other things, those things will recognize Wow, that's the authority of God. That's the ability of God. That's the mandate of God. Look at what's happening from inside of that woman. Well, how can she do this? How can she be so happy? How can she be so joyous? How can she do these things that she's doing? Huh. 
because of who is on the inside of her and because of who she trusts and because she believes that God, she knows that God is absolute. He says this, so I will not be cast down. David talked about that also. That cast down system, it represents, it's a, rep, it's a representation, uh, representation of the religious system. We think religion is, hmm, uh, you know, how people act in church. It is not. It is the system that we live in. It is the demonic system. It tells you what you can do. It tells you who you are not. It tells you, you are not good enough for this. You can't do this. You're not capable of this because of this, because of this. It always has some crappy because. Always have some of that mess. That's what that system does. It's because you're not educated enough, because you don't have a uh, uh, big enough something, because you you too big, because you're you're wrong. Uh, uh, something it will find something. Even if you thought you were perfect, it will find something that you are not. And we don't eat off of that tree. We eat off of the tree that I am, that I am, that I am, that I am. And the power of almighty God is the one that lives on the inside of me. And I can, I am. And he says this, he says uh, that rep that system represents the system of religion, which is a typical, which is the typical fruit of the same tree of temptation in the garden of Eden, the tree of legalistic rule and performance. If I don't perform a certain way, then I can't hang with you. Do you understand that? I mean, how foolish is that? Um, but God says in these last days that he was going to bring like-minded people together. And I pray that I have some like-minded people. And what does that mean? He's talking about, he's going to bring some people together that has the mind of Christ. Ha! Huh? And if we have the mind of Christ, we think alike. We don't think on my purpose. I don't think in the same vein all the way that you do, the way that you think this, because my part, my purpose is different. And so uh, again, Genesis 3.17, I must listen to what it is that he has said. And once I listen to what it is that he has said, I can't listen to my emotions. I can't listen to my feelings. I can't listen to my hunger pains. I can't listen to something somebody else has said, whether it be my husband, my wife, my children, my family, whether it be you can't visit us if you don't do this. You can't do this if you don't do this. If that is not in you. You stand. You stand. You stand with what the Lord has told you to do. He knows how to deal with your family. He knows how to deal with the situation. And the one that knows that will lead you into all truth is the one that is on the inside of you. This legalistic, legalistic rule and performance that would want to squeeze people into its mold to make them conform to their structure of control. It is the system empowered by the I am am not treat. What does Romans 12 tell us? It says, do not be conformed to this world. Why is it telling us not to be conformed with this world? Because the world is the religious system. 
It is the religious system. Look at the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all those and some of the scribes and whatever it is. They conformed. Now listen to this. They conformed to Caesar. They conformed to all the, 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 the Romans. They conformed to them. Why? So that they could operate their, their, their other part of their religion. But what happened is this. They weren't able to do it with power. And then this man came along named Jesus, named Yeshua. And what he did, he operated. He showed how it really is to be operated. He showed how it was to operate out of a totally honest, totally authority, uh, the, the authority and the power of the spirit of the fear of the owner, how it is to operate, how it is to do, uh, how it is to do what it is that he wants to do done. So when faced with severe contradictions, remember how the lamb was scrutinized. Jesus was already checked out. He had, it had to be a lamb of, of, uh, of a year. It had to be checked out. It had to be looked at all under everything. It had to be done. And this is what he was. He was scrutinized, but he was scrutinized for you so that you could walk in the I am. I am everything that he says I am. I can do all these things. So your color, your nationality, where you live, whether uh, uh, none of those things matter. You don't have to come to the United States of America. You don't have to be in a certain neighborhood. You don't have to do any of those things in order to make the word of God work in your life because it wants to work. It is active. It is powerful. It wants to do what it, it wants to do, what God wants it to do. He has already said, my word, I'm awakened to my word. I'm awakened to my word. I'm awakened to my word. What does that mean? He was asleep and then he woke up. Heck to the no. That's not what it means. It means that he is always on the alert to his word. When he hears these words coming out in faith, that's why we you and I have to really get the understanding, the knowing, the knowing, the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, the insight of the name of Jesus. And that is one of the, one of the jobs, one of the, 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 uh, um, uh, one of the identities, one of the distinctions that Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will use to, I mean, he will show us, he will lead us into all truth. He will lead us into all of Jesus. He will lead us into the part that we have the power, we have the authority, we have the ability to go ahead and do whatever it is, no matter how difficult it looks. It's not difficult when the name of Jesus because when we speak that name, we're talking his blood, we're talking his power, we're talking his cleanliness, we're talking his holiness, we're talking, we're talking his authority, we're talking his ownership of the earth, we're talking his ownership of everything, we're talking about the owner, we're talking about the Lord of Lords, the Lord that owns everything, we're talking about the one that knows everything, one that created everything. This is what we need to have in our mind. So when we speak that name, when we agree with what it is that he says and we speak that name, that name wants to explode in the situation. But if we don't know how, like the sons of Sceva was, he says well, that those demons that were in them says, I know this one, I know this one, but I don't know you. So I'm getting ready to kick behind. And this is what it is that they did. Why is that? Because they spoke the name without the authority. They spoke the name without knowing about the name without knowing the one that the name was and without knowing that that name was on the inside of them.
See, we got to recognize you are full of power. You are full of authority. You are full of who he is. But we have to allow ourselves to be that one. We are one in him. It's not God and them and then us. No, no, I am one in him. I am one with him. We must be wise and realize that we have distinctions that none of us, that all of us, that it was God's plan for us to be different. It was not God's plan for all of us to be little pearly white people, little pearly black, little pearly yellow, little pearly uh, 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 any of it. It was not. It was not his idea for everyone to be the same, but he can bring out of, he brought out of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. He brought every nationality of people out of those three groups, which he brought out of Noah and his wife. So let me, I mean, you know, have you ever thought of that? How do we have so many different hues of people? How do we have so many distinctions of people that only came out of Adam and Eve, uh, uh, that only came out of Noah and his wife? Think about it. So can't God do it all? Can't he can't he rule with absolute authority, absolute power, absolute of being who he is? This is what we got to get in us. We have to recognize this. And, and, and we need to push this into ourselves. Nobody, nobody can make you believe this but you. Nobody. He can tell you this. He can preach this. He can proclaim this. He can let you know that, but your eyes and your ears and your hearts must be able to identify who it is that is talking to you, who it is that's on the inside of you, whose it is that says you are more than enough. You are more than enough. You are everything that I intended you to be. And when you let me come on the inside of you, and when you submit to me, resist those feelings, resist those things that that you normally uh, uh, fall to, resist those things, then even those feelings will flee. You know, it's like when you're on a fast or you're, 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 uh, uh, whatever it is, uh, you're on a fast or something like that. And here it is, you decide, Oh, I'm really hungry, hungry, hungry. And then you resist those feelings. You get some water or whatever, and you get some water, some juice, whatever type of thing you're on. And all of a sudden, then you get into the word of God. Ha! When you get into the word of God, then something, something miraculous happens. What happens is you're not hungry for food anymore. You're hungry for him. It's just like when the disciples came to Jesus and he was talking to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well. And they said, <clears throat> uh, did you get something to eat? And he says, I got food to eat. I got meat to eat that you don't even know about. You will know it later, but you don't know about that. And they're saying, who went and got him anything to eat? Who went and got him anything to eat? He released what was on the inside of him. He released the spirit of food. He released the spirit of God on the inside. This is the reason that he was able to say to the adversary, to the devil, to Satan, to the Satan, he was able to say to him, get out of here, get behind me, go. 
I'm not going to worship you. I'm not turning this bread into, I mean, these rocks into bread. I'm not, I'm not going to worship you for you giving me a kingdom that I came to kick behind so that I could get it on my own so that my people could walk in that kingdom so that they would have the ability to know that the kingdom of God is theirs, that it doesn't belong to you, that you have no power, no authority, no abilities, none except what they give you. And so it's time that we stop giving him anything. The Bible says, give the adversary no place. Give him no goodies. Give him no place. Give him none of your mind. Give him none of your thoughts. Give him nothing. Okay. And when we decide that I ain't giving up nothing, do you understand me? I ain't giving up nothing. You ain't getting none of this. None, none, zip. Everything is closed up to you. None of it. I am giving you no place. I'm not giving you no conversation. I'm not giving you any parts of my mind, any parts of my body, any parts of anything. Why is that? Because I'm giving it all to Jesus. And I mean that. It's not, oh, I've given it all to Jesus. <laughs> and then still making plans for your sickness, still making plans for your disease, still making plans for your lack. What kind of madness is that? See, that's not where we want to go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish this up because I only have a few minutes left. Okay. Uh, this apostle uh, of F.B. F.B. Meyer said this. Uh, the epistle of the... Uh, no, I'm not going to read that. Nope, not going to read that. I'm going to go ahead and finish over here because I only have... Uh, yeah, a few minutes. Okay. Um, the Bible asks this. What is the fear of the Lord? In, in uh, Psalms 34, 11, he says, come, you children, hearken to me, listen to me, listen to me, and I will teach you the, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. You see, what it is is that we, I mean, I talk really fast sometimes, but what it is many times, we're going to have to slow down in we want to grow up so fast. We want to be with this group of people. We want to pretend like we got all this wisdom, knowledge, understanding, insight. We got it all together and everything is falling down around us. And what we have is a whole lot of manipulation. We got to stop that. That cannot happen this year. You know, throughout the Bible, the, the Holy Spirit talks about the fear of the Lord. And a lot of that's in the book of Proverbs. And we find all of these different aspects of what the fear of the Lord is. But the one that I want to hit and just hit sharp, just hit hard right now is this. We have to learn to allow him to teach us. This is a part of his personage. This is a part so that the manifestations of the things that God wants manifested in the earth can manifest itself. Otherwise, we will be going around this mountain one more time, going around the mountain one more time, complaining. Stop complaining about who did what to you. Stop it. Just stop it. It doesn't matter. They did it for your good, whether you saw it or not. They did not take you out. So stop allowing the adversary to still ride on your back. Let those porcupines, let those sharp things, let that power of God uh, 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 go and just kick them all off in the name of Jesus. And I'm talking about the real name of Jesus. 
See, because then you can forget those things which are behind and you can press towards the mark of something that is important. Here, let me let me let me tell you this real quick. The adversary's job is to keep you focused, to keep you with the emotions, to keep you with the feelings, to keep you guarded against other people in the body, in the kingdom that might hurt you. I told you last week, you will get hurt. You will get hurt. Anytime you're around people, you'll get hurt. If you don't want to get hurt no more, then go to heaven. You won't get hurt there. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Forget those things that are behind. Let the spirit of God heal you in those areas that need to be healed. Let him show you who he is. Let him show you the fear, the awe, the power of the spirit of the Lord. My time is up. Thank you so much for allowing me in your home, in your car, wherever it is that you're watching or looking at this. And this is Dr. Baker J, Apostle Dr. Baker J. Baker. That will be back next time uh, to tell it like it is the kingdom way. Bye-bye. If you want to give an offering, uh, remember, information is on the website. Uh, Bye-bye. And today we're going to continue on with the spirit of the fear of the Lord in, uh, in you. And how does it operate? Are you operating in it? And are you allowing yourself the benefits of that? You know, one of the questions, has the fear of the Lord gone out of style? We are so familiar with God. We just act as if he is just nothing more than a buddy all the time. And sometimes we forget. It was even like in prayer this morning. Sometimes we forget how powerful he is and the confidence there's a confidence, uh, Psalms 24, I mean, 25, 14 says, the Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. You know, he uh, He confides in those. He makes, he makes his covenant known. In other words, what he's saying is this, if you walk in the awe of me, if you walk in the fear of me, if you allow that to be, uh, that to operate on the inside of you, then many of the issues and the problems that you're having, they would not be there. As I was reading in Second Chronicles, I think it's 10 and um, no, Second, uh, Second Chronicles uh, 14, 14. Listen to this. This is really powerful. And they smote all the cities around Gear, for the fear of the Lord came upon them. The fear of the Lord comes upon us sometimes. The fear of the Lord resides in us. And they spoiled all the cities, for there was an exceeding much spoil in that. One of the things of it is, is that when we walk, when we live, when we abide in the spirit of the fear of the Lord, the adversary is afraid of us rather than us going and doing all this fighting that we have to do. The spirit of the fear of the Lord, he fights for us. Second Chronicles 17, 10 says, and the fear of the Lord fell upon all the kingdoms of the land that were round about Judah. What And what happened? So that they made no more war against them. Do you realize when we stop acting as if God is only our buddy, as if God is just there to do everything that we want, to, want him to do, that we try to command him, that he makes his power known, that he makes it known, and he makes it known that this is one that fears me. You know, in the word of God, it also talks about the fact 
that those that feared the Lord, they talked, but the angels, they, they, the, the messengers of God, they listened. They listened to those. They listened to hear what it was that they were saying. Chronicles uh, uh, seventeen ten says, and the fear of, uh, um, and uh, oh, I, I read that one, but let me go, let me go to nineteen seven. He says, whereas now let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Take heed and do it, for there is no iniquity with the Lord, nor respecter of persons, nor of his gifts. God wants to pour the things into us, out for us. But if we walk in the spirit of the fear of the Lord, uh, then what happens is this. There is wisdom, there is knowledge, there is understanding. You will not get the wisdom. You will not get the understanding. You will not get the reason, the reason why it's important to allow the spirit of the fear of the Lord to live in you and to operate through you. All you do, all we can do when we walk in the spirit of the fear of the Lord, obedience is a pleasure. It is an honor. It is a privilege to be able to, to know that I'm walking the way God wants me to walk. I'm walking with the power of the spirit of God. I'm walking in the awe of God. The blood of Jesus is working for me. The angels are working for me. Everything is working for me. Why? Because I reverence who it is that he is. Is there reverence of the Lord still in the house? Do we go around saying, God said this, God said this, God said this, and God didn't say any of those things. When we walk in the spirit of the fear of the Lord, it it, it, one of the things that happens, we are so careful about the things that we say that uh, God has said. We are aware of the love of God. It's because, it's because we have received the love of God and realize that it is spread abroad in our hearts by the Spirit of God that He is saying that you have made room for me. You have made your temple available for me. You have made your temple uh, be in a place where I can dwell in it, where I can do what I want to do in you. And in uh, uh, here it was in Acts 5, 1 through 11, it talks about Ananias and Sapphira. Ananias and Sapphira tried to fake it. They tried to fake the spirit of the Lord. Uh, uh, here it was that they tried to fake what it was that Barnabas had done. He had sold his possessions and he had brought it to the apostles' feet. And and there's a whole story behind that, but we're not going to get into that. But what they did is they tried to fake it. They lied to the spirit of God. How many of us, how many in the body, how many in the so-called uh, uh, kingdom, that so-called lives in the kingdom, are really lying about what it is that is happening, what it is that God's doing, what it is and how it is that God is working in our lives. We have to walk. We fear God because he alone holds the power over our destiny and over our souls. Matthew 10, 28. But fearing the Lord doesn't mean that we're living in a, in a, in a state of anxiety or, or fear or dread of him. It means that uh, he has already paid the price. We recognize, we recognize how great he is. We recognize how valuable he is. We recognize that he did all of this for us. Just think about it. Just think about that. The creator of everything. He did all of this for us. He did, he did, he did what was necessary for us so that we could live, so that we could not just exist in a world, but that we could live and we could 
uh, matriculate through different areas without having fear of the adversary. There is so much fear that's in the earth right now. There's fear of, 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 of COVID. There's fear of people uh, uh, dying. There's fear of, of the economy. There's fear of all kinds of things. I talked to someone last night and I prayed for them uh, after I found out what it was that God wanted to do. Here it is that 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 uh, many different symptoms that people are having. They're going to the hospital. They're having a symptom of this, a symptom of that, a symptom of the other. All of these symptoms are having. And all it is is anxiety. Why does anxiety come? Because we have not clothed ourselves in and filled ourselves with the fear of the Lord, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Can you recognize something? When you recognize the fact that God is, he, the enemy is scared of him. That's who is supposed to walk in the scared part of the fear of the Lord. We walk in the power part of the fear of the Lord. We walk in the the power of knowing that he has created us. He has given us all of these things and that his blood covers us. His word is in us. And as we walk in that realm of obedience in the wisdom of God, he will show us the things that we need to know to get in and out of situations, having a structure having a secure fortress and a refuge for our children. Uh, Proverbs 14, 26. Another thing that it, it, the fear of the Lord, we're blessed. Proverbs 28, 14 and Psalms 112 uh, verse one. Here it is all through the word of God. It's talking about that. And he is to be praised but he is gonna show us how to praise. He is going to show us what it is that we need to do, how it is that we need to be, how it is and what it is and what time that we need to do this and that and the other. He wants to bring us together. There is so much deception in the earth. It's because people do not walk in the spirit in the spirit. They do not live by the spirit of the fear of the Lord, the awe of God, the reverence of God. They have a form of religion, a form of godliness, but denying the power. And what happens is they separate themselves from other believers and they believe that this is true. This is happening over and over and over and over and over. And what do we do? You go to God and you say, what do I say to them? What do I do? He says, you leave it a be because you pray deception is deception. Without the spirit of the fear of the Lord, we will be deceived. And he says, be not be deceived, be not be deceived. Uh, 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 don't walk in that realm. We don't have to walk in that realm. If he tells us not to do something, evidently it's something that we don't have to do. We will lack nothing. Psalms 34, nine says, those that live in the spirit of the fear of the Lord will lack nothing. Why is that? Because you're not afraid of the times around you. You are not afraid of what the adversary says. You are not afraid of those things. Why is that? Because you know that the spirit of the fear of the Lord, who is Holy Spirit himself, dwells in you. And he is the one that will lead and guide you into every truth that you need. Think about that. Just think about that for a moment. Here you have the one and only Holy Spirit 
living on the inside of you. And God is the one that says that we are not to offend him. We are not to to uh, uh, blaspheme him. We are not to do that. That is a dangerous place to be. It's denying his power. When we call his power the devil's power, where are, what, what are we doing? We have to be so aware of, of how it is that we walk, what it is that we do, how it is that we achieve the things that we achieve. We look at things and we achieve all of these things so-called on our own because we're self-made people. You didn't make a thing. You did not make yourself. You did not uh, uh, design yourself. You did not create yourself, God and God only. There are so many blessings to those who fear God, who fear the Lord God, that they, uh, confides in him. Psalms 25, 14 uh, uh, is, talking of, is, is talking about that. He makes his covenant known to us. In making his covenant known to us, he lets you know, these are the promises that I have for you. These are the things that I want to do in your life. These are the things that I want to uh, uh, express in and through you. These are the things that are important. Here's the part of me that I want you to complete in the earth. Here is my fingerprint. The, the, you know, we talk about the fingerprints. And nobody's prints were made. Nobody else has ever had your fingerprints, your nose prints, your eyes prints, your ear prints. None of those prints are duplicated. The only one that carries them is him. And he says, I have designed in you, in your hands, in your feet, in the parts of you, in the inner parts of you. I have designed a place for me that I want you to manifest in the earth. But without the spirit of the fear of the Lord, it will never, ever happen. Why is that? Because you will not, you and I will not have the awe. We will not have the, the confidence. We will not have the ability to believe and rely on him to that degree that we say, God, God, manifest yourself, manifest your goodness, mesh me together with you so that there is no separation, that there is no more me. It's me and you. We're in this thing together. We are co-laborers together. We are co-laborers together. We are, we have one mind because I have your mind. I'm not double-minded anymore. I don't have the mind of the world and the mind of God at the same time. And then, so therefore, if I, if he abides in my mind, if I have the mind of Christ, then as I think on the things that he wants to think of, I become a manifestation of who he is in the earth. I become seen as him in the earth. I operate in that manner. Then I'm able to do the things. I'm able to perform the task. I'm able to do the supernatural things that he did and greater things because this is what it is that he says. He says, this is the way that he wants us to be. This is what he wants. He wants it more than you and I do. We He confides in us. He tells us, Okay, I want you to be able, I want to, I want to exceed abundantly far above anything that you can ask or think because 
what I have planned for you is to impact, to affect the whole world. It is not just about my little bitty surroundings. It is not just about my children. It is not just about my husband or my wife or whatever it is. It's about making the impact and the impact is making it so that people see his goodness, see who he is, sees his power. It's morning in prayer. Here it is. I'm crying out to him. Why is this? Because I want to see. I want to see more than I have ever seen before. I want to not just look at it from afar, but I want to be in it. I want him to open these things up to me. The more I study on this subject, the more I rewrite this book, the more I'm I'm getting into the things that he wants to express. I'm realizing how far I have been from it, how him, God is love. And when he operates in me, when it's just him, when it's him, more of him than it is of me, it's love that I walk in. But the thing of it is, is this, I'm saying, God, show me what your love is. Express your love through me express your love in me. I know that you love me. I know that I speak it, but I only see it darkly. I don't want to see it darkly anymore. I want to see it clearly. I want to see what you're talking about. Only in the spirit of the fear of the Lord is this possible. I want to see what you mean when you say, uh, in the book of in the book of Matthew, thy kingdom, let my kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Yes, I think I mentioned this one of the other weeks. We pray this prayer, but how will we know if his kingdom has come on earth as it is in heaven? If we never see heaven, if we never experience what it is that he's talking about. I want to experience him in ways that I have never experienced him before. And he let it be known that the only way that this is going to happen if and when you choose to fully walk in the spirit of the fear of the Lord, the awe of the Lord, which means I must have his mind. I must think the way that he thinks. I must think that it's not too much for him to do the things in and through me that he wants to do. I must not, I must not shriek back. I must not shrink back. I must not back up when it starts to feel, when I start to feel what he feels, when I start to see what he sees, when I start to manifest the things that he wants manifested in the earth, when I start to, when when the miracles, when supernatural health, supernatural wholeness, supernatural things, when my youth starts to renew as the eagle, when all of these things that he has said, when wrinkles go off, when the when the skin when the skin thickens, when, 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 when all of these things start to happen, I look at what it is. He says, this is not an impossibility. Here it was. Sarah was 90 years old and she was hot. I mean, here it is. She's 90 years old and she's hot. And, 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 and the young kings and things are, are looking at her talking about how fine she is and how good she looks and all of that. You know, she didn't have wrinkles. You know, she didn't have sagging breasts. You know that she didn't have none of that stuff where her behind was sagging and all that stuff and where it was flip-flopping everywhere. No, she was tight. She was tight and she looked good. And she walked with a, uh, 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 she walked young. She acted that way. This is not an impossibility. This is what he has said. Otherwise, we need to take that page in the Bible and tear it out. I will renew your youth as the eagle. I will 
I will, I will. Those are his promises. He's saying, this is my will. I want his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so I have confidence that as I walk in the spirit of the fear of the Lord, that he will operate those things through me. Do you understand that as I walk in the spirit of the fear of the Lord, I don't have to be afraid of any court. I don't have to be afraid of any uh, sickness. I don't have to be afraid of any disease. I don't have to be afraid of any of those things. Why is it? He says, if any of these things come upon me, that he has already taken care of it. We have to learn to trust them. I got to trust God with my children. I got to trust God with the accusations and things that people have thrown against me. I got to trust God that he knows who I am. He knows where I am. He knows what I've done, but he is my protector, even in my wrongness. Even in my wrongness, he will still protect me. Even in my wrongness, why is that? Because I fall on my face before him and I repent. God, I missed the mark. I didn't think like you think in this situation. I want to think like you in every situation. His eyes are upon me. Here it is. Sometimes you feel like God is not there. God is nowhere to be seen. God is nowhere to be found. But he says, my eyes are on you. Psalms 33, 18. It says, my eyes are upon you. My eyes never let you out of my sight. I know everything you're in. I know everything you're going through. I know everything that I want to bring you out of. I want you to see me. I want you to fear me. I want you to, to awe me. I want you to see how big I am, how great I am, how mighty I am, how generous I am, how graceful I am, how merciful I am, how faithful I am. We can only see those things when we walk in the fear of God. Because why is that? Because we don't have time to look at nobody else. We don't have to have time to look at our circumstances and our situations. We choose not to look at those things. We choose to be absent from everything that's going on in the body, everything that's going on in the world, and to be present with him, to say, God, open this thing up to me. Open your visions up to me. Open yourself up to me so that I can see the inside of you, so I can see love in action, so I can see love, so I can know uh, the true love. You said that that perfect love, that perfect love, that perfected love, that love that you have, it cast out fear because fear has torment. But if I don't walk in the spirit of the fear of you, I will never receive it. I'll never believe that it's for me. I'll look at it and I'll fear, but I won't be walking in that fear, that all fear, that fear that knows that that thing that that has it so that anything that is against the love that you have in me and for me to know that it must run. It must run. It must get out of the way because it has no place, no place. You see, the fear of the Lord, it brings his compassion out. Jesus saw the people he saw the people lacking. He saw the people needing. He saw the people hungry and he had compassion on them. Psalms 103.13 talks about the compassion of God, but also Jesus walked in the compassion. He saw them and he had compassion. He saw them and he healed. He saw them and he did different things. This is the God that wants to live inside of you in ways that we have not allowed him to live. It's like get rid of all of these fears of man. 
He said to us, he says, don't fear, man. All they can do is hurt your body for, for a little while. He says, but you got to walk in the fear of me, in the awe of me, and understand the difference in that fear. When I walk in that fear of God, as I said earlier, the adversary is afraid of me. The fear in Job 28, 28, it says that the fear of the Lord is wisdom and to depart from evil is understanding. The only way I can truly depart from evil is to have the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the love of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the works of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the spirit of the Lord. It would be it, 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 it would just be totally crazy if here it is, God is love. And then he sent a spirit to live on the inside of us that was not love. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Do you know that the adversary, do you know that the world system, do you know that the world religious system is more afraid of the love of God, is more afraid of that than anything else? Because love has its severities. The fear of the Lord does also. It will bring alive and it will kill those things that are against it. It will destroy the works of the adversary. It will do what is necessary to be done. Huh. We start looking at love and we look at this, I don't know, this pansy crap. We look at this kind of thing that is just so, ah, I mean, almost like the flower children were when we were in the 60s, you know. Ah, you know, love. Oh, everything is love. It was everything was sex. It wasn't about no love. It was about who you can, anyway, we won't go there. But at any rate, uh, it was not about love. We talked about that was the love generation. That was not the love generation. That was the lust generation. That was the, the things that we lust for. But this love of God, this love of God, which has the severity and what it is, is a non-compromising, compassionate, uh, full of, of, of goodness and full of greatness. Psalms, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 13 tells a little bit about love. It tells a little bit about the fear of the Lord, but he says, you got to dig into this to really understand. The love of God is what created the earth. The love of God is what created you. The love of God is what keeps you. The love of God, the fear of the Lord, the earth, here it was in the very, very beginning. It was the spirit of the fear of the Lord. The, uh, the spirit of God hovered, hovered, hovered over the over the deep over the deep and what happened is this then the words came forth and these words says they will change everything will change and what it was when the word spoke the fear of the lord changed everything all of the darkness because light came forth the word from the light one from the one that has all energy all power all all he is omnipotent omniscient omnipresent the one that knows everything the one that has a picture in his mind. I want to see the only way you're going to see the picture that God has for you is to walk in the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And in the spirit of the Lord, there is security, there is wisdom, there is life, uh, uh, life and all its appeal. There is his righteousness, there is his peace, there is his joy, there is everything that he is in that spirit, in that way, in that life. 
And no, I don't know it all, but I do. I know that I'm coming into it. And the more I do, the more tenderized my heart gets, the more tenderized that the heart of my eyes, the heart of my mind, the heart of my ears, the heart of every part of me. You see, uh, you said, well, all of that doesn't have any heart. He said, that the earth has a heart he says out of the heart of uh, out of the heart of the earth out of the heart if all of these sand, grains of sand if all of this dirt and you and i are only dust bunnies on the outside if we if we don't realize that there's a heart in everything that the heart of god is in everything that's what makes the skin pop up that's what makes these other things happen it's the delight he delights god don't want to look at nothing ugly uh, I'm almost out of time and I'm going to be finishing this up next week. I mean, continuing on with the spirit of the fear of the Lord next week. But I want to make sure that you have our email address. I mean, our, our, our website address is www.mteminc.org. And if you want to give into this so that we can reach more people and do the out, uh, uh, the, the things that we're going to be doing with the food bank and different things in our community and all over, then, uh, I, I'd ask you to do so. Remember to check out all the love and unity, uh, um, uh, Zooms and things. And uh, we love you. And I'll be back next week when I'm here to tell it like it is the kingdom way. Bye-bye.